Bonkin' everybody, and welcome to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 Strikers podcast where we play along with the in-game calendar dates. I am one of your hosts, Tom Marks, joined by your other one of your hosts, Jonathan Dornbush. Jonathan. Time. Time? It's my new catchphrase. Just take your time. I'm just going to say different random words from the theme song. Tom, I've had a shot of espresso, so I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm coming out of the cannon. Just... We got energy for this uh, this chilly episode. Ah, foreshadowing. Um, it's a funny one this week because we decided to not go into the palace, but also we did a bunch of stuff after the palace last time, or jail, excuse me. Never going to get that right in the first try. Uh, and... This week, we have August 7th to August 10th, or, you know, parts of those end dates, uh, and it's a little bit of a shorter one, in that we are basically just going to be talking about the setup stuff, so probably this will not be a huge episode. We decided, we were thinking about, like, well, what if we just push it off a little bit and finish the jail and then do a new, like, a full episode in two weeks instead, but, eh, we'll just do it now and it'll be fine. It'll work out. I don't know the flow of the game, so who knows? Maybe there is so much after the jail. It'll be such a packed week next week. Yeah, and I, I did say this uh, to to Jonathan at one point. The structure that we're following right now, not to spoil anything, is not always the clean kind of structure we'll be able to follow in this game. Uh, it's it's It shakes things up a little bit here and there, so we're going to be kind of... Um, we're going to keep ourselves on our toes in terms of format, probably a little bit moving forward. A but good, I'm going to just say a good place to probably, if you're watching this uh, as it's ha- happening live, uh, probably a good place. Tom and I can be better about this. We'll discuss it before the episode goes up and I'll post to the YouTube community uh, tab for Dornology. So if you're not already subscribed to youtube.com slash Dornology, or if you've watched a single episode, apparently YouTube just feeds you community tabs. You've just watched the video from that's yeah. great. Um, so we can, uh, you know, do that, but we'll probably try to post there, uh, and Twitter if we can, but yeah, keep an eye out. Yep. But we have some housekeeping first, uh, starting off with the quiz from last week, which was kind of a weird one that I enjoyed being weird about and some people did get it right uh let's start with jonathan though because i know you wrote down your answers the question was there's a conversation uh in the pal in ango natsume's jail where you they're they're talking about rpg if it was an rpg which class would each party member be and they list five classes and who they would be or sort of classes (laughs) uh and those are hero martial artist mage jester and company manager. Jonathan, did you have guesses for these? Of course. I do want to say that if this game were told from a different person's perspective, I think these would all be very different because I think yes. if this game was told from Morgana's perspective, clearly the hero would be Morgana. Um, Indeed. I have the hero as Joker. Yeah. Uh, martial artist Makoto because she fights with her hands. That is correct. <laughs> um, mage uh, Morgana. Correct as well. Nice, nice. Uh, Jester, I think, should be Joker because it works well together in when you say it. But I said Ryuji. Also correct. Nice. Um, and then company manager is the full yeah. title. I just wrote down company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> company manager, of course, is also Morgana. No, it's Haru. It's Indeed, the nailed who it. Runs a business. These these ones I think are like relatively straightforward. But as we saw from the comments, there were four people who got it right in the comments. Elec. John, Kirsten, and Grimortal, I think is how you say that. Um, And there were a few other guesses. The thing that is tricky here is that, like, 
some of them are you know if you didn't see the dialogue you can guess most of them but there are a couple that are flexes right like mage could be morgana or on martial artist could be makoto or yusuke maybe right i was thinking yusuke is first but i was like martial artist probably they would have said like swordsman for him right and also i mean even with uh mage you could probably make an argument that it's futaba just because she's doing like all right you know full party spells on everyone basically is her yeah Hero is obvious. Jester is more just Futaba making fun of Ryuji than anything else. Yeah. And company manager is Haru having apparently never played a video game in her life, just misunderstanding the assignment Mm -hmm. adorably. I mean, you do have to manage companies in some games. It's just not what you go out. It'd be really funny if you enter like a JRPG battle and it's like, I serve you with these documents that will help build up franchises. That game is called Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's fair. That's very fair. The company management mini game in that game <laughs> rules. Still need to play it. It's very good. Uh, and then you go off into RPG, JRPG battles. So, <laughs> Tom, tell me, does Like a Dragon take place day by day? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. All right. Well. And Hero actually, I think, is the class of Ichiban Kasuga in that the base, like the base job in that for him this is the second like a dragon reference so yeah maybe it's yeah. just that <laughs> anyway uh that was that we had some other comments though jonathan we did i'm gonna do first as i mentioned last week uh, i want to make sure the wonderful spotify audience which i know makes up a large part of our uh listening audience this is for reference not a like sponsored thing at all it's just legitimately where the largest base of our audio listenership is uh i have an ability to basically put out polls or questions so i put out a Pretty just general question last week of what did you think of uh, Ango's Jail? Uh, Jesse Buffing said the music reminded me of the Pirate Planet in Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction, which is quite a pull, but I love it. Uh, honestly, the whole jail has a really ominous feel from the start, unlike Alice's Jail in terms of its exterior. Mm. Uh, Camilla said the boss fight was tough, but I loved it. Really cool vibe. Uh, and Nathan called it cliche. Just a quick, simple one word cliche, um, which we talked about last week, of course. Yeah, uh, And then we also had some comments from the YouTube uh, version of the show at youtube.com slash dronology. Uh, Siddharth said, can't believe you guys didn't talk about how Kanoe, uh, the leader of Medis, uh, looks exactly like Tony Stark. And I had to double check the photo because I feel like an idiot that I didn't bring that up. It's it so, is. It's striking. It is. Yeah, he is 100% cosplaying as Tony Stark. And it's so obvious like that makes sense as a big tech guy and that I just didn't it just totally washed over me as i played yeah it it is like i don't necessarily think it is supposed to be referential but it is definitely inspired by i would assume oh yeah um and then regular commenter of course elec uh left a whole bunch of of different elements uh but i wanted to pull out one thing they mentioned to kind of answer jonathan's question about the invisible platforms some of them are too far apart and you will fall but some are close enough that you'll do the almost fall and climb up, which can really spoil momentum. Um, right. And yeah, I've, I've, I know exactly sort of the movement they're talking about there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I found that out. I tested that actually, cause we had to go where I went back in for the, the new requests uh, back to yeah. the Sendai jail. And so I tested the, can you just run across the platforms and promptly fell. So I'm glad I could do that for you. Happy to help. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> Thank that's you. my fault. Anytime. Thank you for giving me that, that life lesson. <laughs> 
you know, never you really trust tr- Jonathan. You should really try uh, just letting the enemy hit you a bunch. It will actually <laughs> okay. cure you. That's how you get health. Uh, back. Yeah, that's uh-huh. that's how video games work. What if I have drain and their attacks are elemental? Then you're not lying. Ooh. Okay, we're getting too deep here. Let's get into the dates. Uh, starting with August seventh, we have just you just leave. Sendai, right? We hit the button that said, go to the next city, and you get on the road. Uh, And we start with a little conversation on the road of basically them wondering how long it's going to take to get to Sapporo from Sendai. And Sophia chimes in and says it's 12 hours of driving with a ferry in the middle. Yep. Uh, And this is August 7th. Remember, they needed to be there by August 8th. So they have to go... They're going to have to stop for the night and then also keep driving a little bit the next day but makoto is determined to push through it and uh drive it all herself because apparently haru is just that bad of a driver i i can sympathize with this situation because i don't know how to drive and so my girlfriend has to do all the driving we had to do a big road trip for the holidays last year and uh we actually her mom was nice enough to come help us with the drive because she's like i can't drive for 50 hours straight i need help i was like I would I would get us in a crash immediately because I don't know how a car works. So yeah. <laughs> I, I get the issue. But yeah, they uh, it's very cute because it, it kind of cuts immediately from Makoto being like, I can do this. This will be no problem. Uh, and, and everyone's like really supportive of her, even though it's a very ambitious thing. Yeah. Um, so for some uh, geography, for anybody who has not looked at a map necessarily during this, the playing, um, Sapporo is on the island, I believe, island of Hokkaido, which is the kind of largest landmass that's just slightly disconnected from kind of the mainland of Japan, um, north. So they're going basically all, they're driving from Tokyo, which is sort of in the middle of the mainland-ish of Japan, roughly. And they're driving all the way basically to the tip top of Japan, uh, which is why they need a ferry to get over. And so that's generally where we're going, is we're going all the way north, um, which takes a while <laughs> that's the thing this game is missing uh on the the day or movement screens like a little map showing you where they're yeah going. If it was like travel by map like the muppets and we kind of saw that happen that would that would be kind of what i would i would love but <laughs> like the muppets that's how they travel by map <laughs> um so they're going up they take a break at some point because and this is just another one of those cute little like roadside scenes of seeing the gang hang out because Makoto is super tired. Yeah. Um, and everyone just rushes to massage her is what my notes say, basically. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I... Futaba orders Ryuji to give her a massage and he's like, yes, ma'am. And then is like, wait, why am I doing this? <laughs> uh, and then Anne offers uh, and then Sophia gets really sad because she is unable to help. Yeah, um, that's a, it's a cute moment. Calls herself worthless, and so we try to have to cheer her up that she can't massage. I guess, you know, I I grew up, uh, I went to an all-boys school, so at this age, the idea of any of us, like, helping each other out, that would have been just, you would have been mocked mercilessly, because that's <laughs> the kind of, like, insecure manhood teenage boys have. Uh, but it's nice to see that everyone's, like, so helpful here. And Yeah, they love each other. They've bonded. They've all the bonding of the last game has already happened. Matters, yeah. It, it all yeah. it all impacts 
their their kindness to one another here. But yeah, it's a long conversation about like them all being like, we should really help you out here, but we can't help you out in the one way it would probably help the most to drive. Well, and Makoto, to her credit, also says like she likes having the responsibility of driving, right? Because she's very, you know, uh, she likes being the leader or the one in charge, the one in control. And so she, she is enjoying this. She's just exhausted. Yeah, it's very on brand, but it's just yeah. a, a quick little cute stop thing. And I, I, in my notes, I literally just had it as Sophia apologizes for not being corporeal. Yes. She does. Basically, she like says something about like not being able to be humanity's companion because she is not a person with a body. And so she cannot do physical tasks for people. And it's like, oh, very sweet. Or foreshadowing until she gets a real body. Tell me, Tom, tell me the answer. Robot Sophia. Yeah. (laughs) They just, they just like put like the uh like the pickle rick legs and arms on to joker's phone perfect and then like that just goes you know that pickle rick episode it found its way into every part of pop culture including <laughs> persona <laughs> five strikers yeah there you go uh no so that's the end of that uh they take a break and then it just immediately jumps to august 8th yeah um they're back on the road they talk about how they really need a break and that they uh, it, it was getting very hot in the tent, and Yusuke, Yusuke has a lot of, like, this is a short time of gameplay, but Yusuke has a lot of really weird moments in this very short period of time. This is like a, oh, Matt Mercer must have had fun in the VO booth for this stretch of the script, because he just yeah. has to say some strange stuff in comparison to the rest of the group. Yusuke says that uh, it was so hot that they basically had to strip naked in the tent, uh, and that it was, quote, obscenely refreshing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But in that Yusuke way of like, he doesn't mean it in a like perverted way or that no. like, like he's not talking. This is the thing, obviously, if you, again, you haven't listened to Persona 5, uh, take your time, go listen to that. But like, it's, it's a very weird thing to talk about with Yusuke because he does talk about things that are like, I obviously I think the script knowingly does this, but it's like it leans in on what you would expect to be a sexual manner. But it's not what's on his mind when he talks about things this way. That's just how he converses and so it it leads to these awkward encounters as a result yeah yeah coming from other if you didn't already know him everyone has a friend like that if you didn't already know that they were well-intentioned you'd be like wait a minute i'm trying to think who my friend is that acts like that does that mean i'm that friend yeah if you don't know it's you (laughs) i don't think i make people uncomfortable like that no you don't um (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, that went way off the rails. Anyway, uh, after that brief little conversation, you do arrive in Sapporo uh, and set up camp in the middle of a tourist attraction. I was unclear. It looked like they were stopped somewhere. <laughs> like I do want to talk about the geometry of this space a little bit. Cause yeah. Not please. just because it's a quiet week, because I actually did think about it quite a bit as I was walking around. Because it's insane. There's like a big public park. Yeah. In what seems to be a very busy district of this town. Sorry, my hand is very close to the camera. And so it came up looking like a giant claw. It doesn't matter to the audio listeners. Um, but they're parked in what looks like a place to park a van, though, to be yes. fair. And there is a little campground. Yeah. And there's a tent next to them, like in another plot. But those seem yes. to be the only two spots, which doesn't make me think it's a very either safe or used a camping spot or somewhere you would want to stay overnight. Like I know that I was about to say, I know they don't have money, but we do know from the last game that Joker's pockets ran very deep because 
if you played that game to any normal extent, that boy had a million yen at least all the time by the end. Yeah, it he was very rich. That would that's a thing I wish that like it would be very self-referential and probably take you out of the experience a little bit, but it would be very funny if they got to a place like this and Joker was just like, "No, I have so much money. We can just go to a nice hotel." <laughs> right? We don't have to stay in the van. We can just go and sleep in a bed. Um, uh so I'm literally looking at satellite footage of this park right now. The actual park. And I don't believe it is also a camper park. Okay. It's it's like Sapporo. So it is right next to Sapporo TV Tower, right? Which is this big kind of Eiffel Tower looking thing in the middle of the city. Yeah. And then also there's just like spots for a camper van there. And like aesthetically, I like it. It's cute that you're set up right here next to this landmark, right? But yeah. also it is just so funny that they were just like, for the purposes of this game, there's going to be a campsite in the middle of the city park next to this this landmark. You know, in, in a game where they're traveling to another dimension, basically, and talking to a very, very smart AI, not the weirdest thing, I suppose, but it's sure. the thing that gets us hung up the most. <laughs> I mean, yeah, immediately. Anyway, uh, you get there, they are, they kind of chat about Sapporo a little bit. Of course, whatever the delicacies are and, and it's, uh, it's local tourism board approved quotes. <laughs> um, and they ask Sophia if, uh, she smells a jail nearby and she says she does smell an intense jail. Um, but before they go ready to go looking for that, they decide to go take a bath. Right. And so, uh, weirdly Morgana is like, Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> they have a conversation, a joke about Morgana not liking water because Morgana is a cat. Yeah. Uh, and Morgana is like, I'm going to go gather intel while you guys go take a bath. Um, and you get a moment where you get to walk to the bathhouse. And this sort of sets the pace of the game where they're just like, oh, and by the way, there's five more requests. You have five more requests right now. Let's go. And I did them all immediately because knowing knowing <laughs> at least somewhat the pace of the game, I was like, well, it's probably going to be an hour or two before I get into gameplay. And I don't want to not do my, like, I don't want to do the request back to back with the jail because in the same way with Persona 5, I liked kind of divvying up my activities. Uh, sure. So I immediately did all the requests. That was like the first thing I okay. did. Okay. You didn't even take a bath? Nope. I am. Well, I was like, the bath can wait. We're going to get sweaty in the jail anyway. Might as well just like <laughs> wait to take, because they must smell disgusting at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so probably. I, I was like, what's a, you know, what's another half day of, of requests to go fight a uh, random desire in a jail? <laughs> Yeah, so I waited until I unlocked the jail, the uh, Sporo okay. jail, to do them. Okay. But I think that's fair, right? Like, just kind of jumping right in. I think it's very funny that, that this game just lets you do that. Like, you've arrived in this new town. Quick, let's go take a bath. Actually, you can just go back and rebeat the last boss if you want instead. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, timing-wise, I just beat that boss, so I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just do it again. Like, it's not an, a, a great time to redo this. If anything, it would be a request, I guess, I could bank for later. But, um, yeah, for me, I, I in a game that is definitely more, I guess, on rails, like, is, is a more uh, pushing-you-forward experience, that it at least gives you these moments where it's like, well, 
requests are one of the few things you can choose to kind of do with your time. So why don't we give you a moment is nice, yeah. but it it's definitely a weird time for it because they are like, we, are, we should go do this thing together. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about with requests because I do want to diverge m- more substantially to talk about the specific requests, not like breaking every single one of them down, but kind of what they represent and why I'm not like a huge fan of how they're used here. Mm-hmm. Um, the requests that you get are fall into a couple of categories, right? There's a couple of the ones that are just the normal, like the same ones of like, go to these certain areas in jails and refight these, th- some number of these enemies. Um, then there's the boss fight one. And then there's another one that's go find a desire where you kind of get a vague description of an area in a jail and you got to go find it this time it was in the sewers, right, of Shibuya. Um, And these requests are interesting to me because they are basically just sort of like giving you a little bit of direction in your grind, but they're not actually very interesting yeah. uh in terms of like what you're being asked to do like the 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 desire one specifically is like go back through the very first area of the game where you had where you could fight and fight enemies that have not been leveled up in any way shape or form in order to get an item and then walk back out yeah <laughs> which is not like not not pulling teeth it's not terrible it's just also like not very um exciting it's very i guess perfunctory or just sort of it, it exists and it gives you more to do but i i'm doing them because i feel like i should not because i want to and that's the key right yeah. because the things that these requests some of these requests now unlock are new armor, new weapons, and new accessories in Sophia's shop. Exactly. So suddenly, they don't feel optional to me. Especially this set. Yeah, this set was very important to do, and that's why I made sure to do it even earlier, so that I could just have that stuff ready to go when I got to the jail. Yeah, like maybe you don't care about accessories, right? Because accessories you kind of get enough of, and you don't always want to buy new ones. But like... The armors and and weapons, you know, you usually find weapons in jails for a couple people, so it's, like, sometimes a waste of money to buy all the weapons really early. But armor you just, like, want immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit... They're not terrible. They're fun still. They're just, like, very sort of optional... False optional grindiness. (laughs) In a way that, like, you can also, I think, pretty easily see opportunities to make them more interesting like maybe they put a random uh twist on those enemies like suddenly they don't have the same weakness and yeah you know something different there or they have an extra attack or just like something obviously that implies more game design things that need to be created but it's sort of like the way they exist now leaves a lot of room for potential that it at least right now does not seem to be capitalizing on yeah, yeah. So that that's how I feel about that. The other type of request that we get that's new is really like just added with no fanfare whatsoever, right? Is these uh, Ichinose yeah. junk quest where it's like get fifteen of this. I think it was like microchips, right? Uh, and then you just turn it in on the request thing, and the request was just from Ichinose, and then you get a fancy piece of armor for Futaba. Um, and the way you get those junk items is just by fighting dudes. And oh, by the way, you already have a bunch of them that we I didn't was tell you about. 
Yeah, I didn't need to. Do you that. had all of them. I had enough, so I yeah. Didn't need I had thirteen. I had oh, thirteen okay. of the fifteen. Yeah, I don't know why I had that many. Like I had twenty, I think, but I just had them, and so I was just like, oh, okay. I thought I would have to go like talk to her. Um, again, that's a little bit of another like the realities of the structure of this game and the pace of it. It doesn't let you get to do that. Um, you know, interact with that well, character in that way. But you think when they when they tell you Ichinose is like, well, you bring me the scrap stuff and I'll get you intel. You they set that up like it's going to be another tab in the menu, yeah. right? Like shop, velvet room, uh, whatever the other things are, cooking, and then there would be like an Ichinose tab where you like trade junk for items or something. And it's like, no, it's just all done through or it's just done through requests, I guess, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of pushed all in there. Another kind that um, came up last week that I didn't do until this week though that I just wanted to quickly mention was the persona like have a certain persona with a ability on oh, it. Oh yeah yeah. Um I left that one to do for this week and then I did like the small math of like okay it'll be it would be this character plus this character and then just leveled up here. Um but of course the one time I tried uh and I was literally getting the two of them to combine to become the persona that you needed it was like we're going to do the special persona where it gives you the wrong one because something went differently the first time I tried this. Oh, no. And I was just like, are you kidding me? You're doing this now? Like, do you know? It felt like it felt like in a game that like uh, like a free to play game where they want you to spend money where it like purposefully isn't giving you the thing that you want so that you have to go spend the money to get it. But in a full game, I was like, what is happening here? But it was just like a random luck of the draw sort of thing. Just like, why did that have to happen? But that sucks. Yeah, but, I already had that persona with that ability, um, luckily. But yeah, yeah. It, so requests kind of will continue to evolve, right? We'll continue to talk about them when they're notable or if they diverge. But we've seen a decent amount of the structure of them so far, and I think it is funny that the game will continue, I think continue to do this, if I remember correctly, where occasionally you'll just hit a story beat and it'll just shotgun blast a bunch of requests at you all at once. And then you can just kind of do them as you want, right? Because yeah. none of those requests, I don't believe any of those requests were timed, right? You could go through, if you are if you struggled with the Ango Natsume boss fight, you could go through the Sapporo jail do a bunch of get a bunch of levels and then go back and fight them when you're way higher and it's just for the money and the 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 experience of having done it in the items or whatever exactly yeah so it's it's something i just chose to act on because i knew like the pace of the way i was playing i would prefer this but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. anyway so request son <laughs> now we go take a bath um and as you were walking through this park towards kind of Sapporo, the main, or one of the main neighborhoods of Sapporo where the bathhouse is, uh, you stumble upon or you cross paths with a mom and her daughter seemingly, right? Like her young daughter uh, mourning at these flowers that are at this spot in the park um, and are saying very cliche things like, I wish heaven was closer so that we could visit her and stuff like that. Very hilariously cliche stuff. Um, and you kind of talk to the group about, man, I wonder what happened there. And I think it's Makoto brings up or someone brings up that there was like a news story about, uh, at the snow festival that Sapporo was having a snow sculpture fell and killed a girl. Right. Yeah. And then they say, oh, well, probably this is where that happened. And they're like, they're leaving flowers for this tragedy. Right. 
which I don't have a concept of what would be a snow festival. So I was like, how, how much snow did they have at this festival and in what position that it would fall enough to kill someone? Like, obviously, <laughs> you know, deaths happen on the mountain, so it's not like snow can't kill. It was just like, what, like, in the scenario, <clears throat> where were things set up that it would cause that? Excuse me. Yeah. But, uh, and I, I think, so Sapporo has these, like, right, it's, like, got this, as we'll see later in this, uh, a lot of themes with snow and, like, the, it's f- much farther north. Like, they comment that it's actually a lot cooler there, right, than it yeah. was further south in Tokyo. Um, and I think snow sculpture probably also means, like, ice sculpture, right? Probably. <laughs> like, but I, I immediately picture just, like, they really got snow to look, you know, sculpted and cool. <laughs> and then instead of melting, it fell over onto someone, I guess. But Very yes, hard ice, snow. Ice would make more sense. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that kind of happens. And then Sophia's like, hey, wait, aren't we going to the bathhouse? And everyone just sort of drops it and walks away immediately. Yeah. Um, very abrupt end of this conversation that I'm sure will never come back up ever again. No, why would it? That would be silly. It was just a nice moment. And, and then we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing ever gets paid off in this game. They've never come no. back to anything they've done, ever. Just no, wait definitely not. <laughs> so uh, you go back into town, and you finally go to the bathhouse, and there's this is just another one of those fun scenes, right? Like, you get it from the perspective of the boys of Ryuji, Yusuke, and, and Joker chilling in one side of the bath with uh, the ladies on the other side of a wall. <laughs> and it's it's just kind of a fun little scene, right? I did like that during the conversation you could bring up, like, and again, a, like, man, if you didn't play the first game, this would mean nothing to you, but bringing up the bathhouse near the, you know, near LeBlanc and, and back in Yang and Jaya and, and reminiscing and, and Ryuji being like, at least we don't have to share this bath. And I was like, oh, yeah, because there used to be, like, a, an old guy in the background there and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, hanging out. Like, it was, a, it was a cute little self-referential moment. Um, well, the dialogue options in this game in general are just, like, pretty good. Yeah. Like... Like, they give you a lot of moments to flex like that, and it feels like the responses of your party members are usually pretty um, tailored rather than just being sort of generic. And sometimes you're even given a lot of opportunities in this game to say the opposite of what you should be saying. Yes. Where, like, later on you can be like, should we tell Ichinose, or should we tell uh, Zenkichi about Ichinose? And you can literally say, like, yeah, we should tell him or nah, let's keep it a secret. And if you say, no, let's keep it a secret, then you still tell him. It's not like it changes the outcome of the thing, but you're given a lot more opportunity to, like, roleplay what you would like to say in those situations. I think I did that. It, it's in the scene you're talking about that comes, like, right after this, basically, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think I did that, just out of curiosity, just to see what would happen, because I'm like, we're, we're talking openly in front of him. This is not... <laughs> right? We can't hide yeah. this right now. Yeah. Um, but on the bathhouse... Yeah, and then, well, then it, then it really dives into a conversation. <laughs> so the, the most notable kind of over... or larger conversation here is you overhearing Futaba just, like, freaking out about how big On's boobs are, basically? Yep, that's just most of the conversation that pops. It's like the yeah. boys are having this really sweet, like, reminiscing <laughs> about life, and then Futaba's like, whoa! <laughs> she's, yeah. She's almost talking like an old-timey man in, like, a... Uh, just like, I don't know, like a newspaper man being like, oh, look at the bazingas on that lady. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I was just that. so thrown because it was just such a like nice, sweet reminiscing scene. And then they're like, 
hard turn left over here. I'm like, all right, cool. And everyone is thrown by it. Like, An, Haru, and Makoto are all, like, really uncomfortable with what Futaba is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then again, she's, like, the younger sister, right? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of hilarious. And then that- As someone who has never been or would ever have been in a conversation like that, I can't judge, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um... And then you get this sort of, like, follow-up moment where all the boys are, like, uh, like, not sure what they're supposed to do. Did you pick the Ryuji compliment one? Oh, uh, I th- I don't think I did. So you can, there's this dialogue option where Ryuji says something about, like, they comment on overhearing this, and you can say, like, looking good, Ryuji, like, damn. Oh, but I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And if you pick it, it is, like, one of the best Ryuji responses in the whole game, I think, because he, like, he responds, and he's just like, oh, thanks, man, I've been working out real good, and wait a minute. <laughs> like, he has this, like, very genuine moment of, like, just totally being like, oh, I appreciate that, and it's very, very sweet. Funny. Well, and then I like after the fact of how they they're like, "Oh, you boys were awfully quiet during all that. We thought we would hear you more." And they're like, "Uh, yes. Uh, don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some couple other things happen. The boys talk about Sophia and kind of how she's a mystery and what, you know, what her deal is, but also nothing much comes of that conversation. They're just sort of like continue to vocalize that it's weird that they're hanging out with this hyper intelligent AI. Yeah. Um, and then also I just have the note. Yusuke wants to drink milk from an udder. Yes. Yeah. That, that is, is, that is my note. Yusuke has got some weird stuff going on. It's a, it's a week for him. He's, he's working some stuff out. Just let, let the guy live. Okay. Oh, Right. Ryuji says that they should go get milk coffee, and you say, no, I want strawberry milk. And then Yusuke says, how could you get processed milk when we are in Hokkaido, the milk capital of Japan, or something along those lines, and how mm. you should only drink the freshest milk possible. I'm straight from the udder. <laughs> yep, just exactly the way milk should be drunk. I am... Um... Yeah, I guess there's uh, an open opportunity there for a joke of, like, how would you get milk from a strawberry that he could have made? But, uh, <laughs> anyway. Not that's the a... last conversation Yusuke will have about milk in this episode. That's fair. I was just thinking, that's a very meet the parents, like, how do you want to milk the cat sort of joke. So, you know, not, not quite <laughs> as befitting for this game, I suppose. God. Anyway. Um, that's the end of that. You have this sort of moment where outside the bathhouse where Zenkichi calls you and is a total goofball because he calls you and is like, hello, you've reached the long arm of the law. How may I assist you today or something? And then you make fun of him and he's like, I was just being funny. Uh, And he says he's going to swing by later. What? I'm just not going to, I don't want to belabor the point because we do still have quite a bit to go. But like this man just loves goofing off with these kids. It's like, you are a serious professional, sir, in law enforcement. Like you should... Yeah. You really love Goof it off. Well, we get both that both ways going now into the the back of the camper. Yes. Um Zenkichi says that the suspected monarch of Hokai of uh Sapporo is the mayor, Mariko Hyodo. Uh and everyone f- sort of freaks out about this because there's a moment where very naively somebody, I think it's Yusuke or someone, is like, how could a politician possibly have a jail? And you're like, did you forget the final boss of the last game? Shido was like, literally ran the country briefly. <laughs> yeah, they 
he, he gets brought up specifically. It's like, a, well, Shido happened, so this is not that crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, which I'm glad they address because, you know, it was the final, like, or the the final human boss yes. of, of the last game. Uh, there's some, some sort of facts spit out about why Zenkichi thinks Hyodo is the monarch. Uh, her approval rating currently is 88% and has raised 50 points in the last month which is unheard of absurd. Uh, also, anybody that kind of raises complaints about her or stands against her within the government suddenly becomes one of her most avid supporters overnight, right? Uh, which is very pa- uh, jail Emma conversion e as they, they have seen elsewhere. Um, and also, apparently she's probably been giving out her keyword in political speeches, right? Because it's it's so widespread and that she's giving a speech on the 10th. So the day after tomorrow that you're going to go to, to try to get her keyword. And in Um, my head, I just got to say when they said it was the day after tomorrow, I was like, Oh boy, a whole day in between things. That's a big stretch of time in this game. Wow. Yeah. And as you see, a lot happens in it. Yeah. Um, one sort of moment, which gets paid off almost immediately is Haru sort of slightly recognizes her name, but can't figure out exactly why. Um, and Zenkichi tells you, like he does, to lay low and not contact her. Stay out of the way. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing could go wrong. We would never do that. Um, and then you have the moment we talked about earlier where you say, hey, we should probably tell Zenkichi about Ichinose. And you tell him and he's like, what the actual heck, guys? What? What do you do? Why? How did you last this long as Phantom Thieves? What is going on? Yeah. Um, but he does give a few kind of important inf- bits of info, right? He says he does know the name and he knows who she is based on this report that they put together about Medis when they were looking into Emma. And that there's like seemingly nothing fishy about her necessarily within that report. Um, so like it's probably not an issue, but like be cool. Yeah. <laughs> He says, you know, he's giving them all this top secret information that they sh- he shouldn't be giving them and is trusting them really hard with this. So, like, don't just be telling this stuff to anybody. Like, try to try to be careful, right? Which I is just, all very legitimate. It's very legitimate, but it's just very funny, again, that this very important law enforcement man is like, okay, you, you ate kids. Let me tell you everything. Uh, but don't tell anyone. Just keep it a secret between us. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he also, like, gets... Uh, he's upset that they're going to other people besides him for help. Yeah. Uh, part of it. He's like, what What about me? And then he calls himself Fly, and they all get super cringy about it. Dude, like, it's so... That's so funny. It's very good. I'm sorry if I spoiled a quiz question. I just no, no, no. Okay. It wasn't. He, um... I just love that, yeah, Ryuji is like, we can't get all our information from you, Gramps. And he's like... Why are you calling me Gramps? And his his line is specifically, I'm as fly as any of you kids. And then they're like, um, and he gets very emotional about not being cool. Yeah, that is uh, distinctly unfly of him. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does not work out well for, for our guy. I, I also love this because they like, don't specify how old he is, right? Yeah. Like, we're thinking like 30s maybe, but he... So he is much older than them. Yeah, well, it's but also not one like of those... super old or anything. He he is a he is older, but not like he's on the young side of older. If that makes sure, sense. it's not like 
a 70 year old detective coming in right. grizzled and hard. I guess a, a funny thing too, at that age, I think also anyone who's above the age of like 21 is an ancient person to you at that point in your life. Like, yeah. 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 To, so, to when they're 17 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, I still kind of am in that like late thirties kind of mindset, I guess maybe mid if we're being, yeah, generous, it's, but... it's, it's somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he gets flustered about his age Tom, and then leaves. What? That means we're closer to Zenkichi than we are to the kids. Oh, no! <laughs> I thought we were young still. Oh, no, we're not Fly. Oh, no. Listeners, please tell us we're Fly in the comments. <laughs> well, Gramps, let's move on. Oh, God. Um, August 9th, we go do the thing that he said not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh Ostensibly, you're just trying to explore Sapporo with your day off before Hyoto's speech, right? So, of course, you go to this historical building, which is the symbol of Hokkaido and a very important place, and they give you all sorts of facts about this former government building, uh, sponsored by the Japanese Board of Tourism, of course. Um, You see flowers there. There's lots of flowers. It's very pretty, but uh uh-oh. Who's that yelling at the person, a person in charge of the flowers? Just some strange, random older woman in a business suit. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be. Uh, so, so Hyoto is there. Uh, she's yelling at a dude about how flowers are wilting despite the, like, heat wave that is going on. Um, and being just a total jerk to this employee of hers. Oh, yeah. Telling them, you know, I don't care if you sit around staring at the flowers all day. Just, like, make sure they don't look like this. Um, and he goes into a bow, which he does not leave until the end of this conversation. <laughs> yep. I clocked that and I loved it. What a weird, uh, you know, I, someone, uh, forgive me, I'm blanking on the name, but, uh, one of our listeners mentioned doing an NPC check every week. And honestly, that was the one I was going to talk about because <laughs> my goodness, does that man have either the worst back or incredible back strength? That, yeah. that lower back, that's gotta be, he, he needs to go get some help after that. Yeah, especially if you, like, paused the dialogue to go get a drink for a little bit mm-hmm. or something, came back, he's still still there. I left it on overnight. I, <laughs> I pretended it was an old game and just just w- hoped, you know, maybe it was an Easter egg that if you leave it on too long, he disappears. He just falls over. <laughs> yeah, he just slowly descends lower and lower until he's just, like, on the ground. That would be really funny if they put that animation in, just, like, making it go down a frame each time. It would be very cute. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Hyodo turns around, says, oh, are you here to look at the pretty flowers? And then recognizes Haru. Hey, Jonathan. It paid you off. Thought, you thought Makoto was going to be the the big star of this jail. I'm real confused about that, Tom. I, the whole time I'm like, maybe a Makoto thing happens later. Um, maybe they're doing both of them right now? Nope, it's Haru. To be fair, she is pretty tired from the car ride, so it would be a lot to ask of her to also carry the emotional (laughs) weight of this jail. Yeah, uh, I think that that tracks. Yeah. Um, I love this. Let's get into this conversation, because Haru basically, what ends up being revealed here is that Hyodo was a friend and business associate of Haru's dad, Mm -hmm. and used to visit them all the time and go play golf together, and also... Anytime uh, Haru was, like, lonely or just, like, alone while her dad was doing things, Hyodo would come and hang out with Haru, and she calls her Mari-san, and it's all very cute, and they were very, very clearly close together, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and Haru kind of didn't remember her, right? Because, you know, you're a kid. You don't remember all your dad's adult friends fully. Um, and Kyoto has this moment where she's, like, very sweet to Haru, right? Like, they're very nice to each other. It's not like she's some super mean, evil person in this moment. Um, and she apologizes to her about her father dying. And Haru talks about how she's, like, doing okay and she's in college. And it's, like, kind of cute that they're catching up if it weren't for the fact that she's... Like, we literally know she's a monarch of a jail. Well, it's the first time, like, I guess we have seen, not not them be nice, but we saw Alice and Ango put on, like, a a face in public. Sure. Um, with, whereas this one, for me, it was the first time where one of the monarchs, I was like, is it, I think they're just being themselves. Like, I don't think they're doing, right Because it's not like they're like, oh, it's so great to see you, Haru. We should connect on Emma from here Right. On like, there's yeah. no... There's no ulterior motive to this conversation, and it's very interesting to have who ostensibly is going to be the villain of this section get a chance to just kind of be a nice person for a little bit. Yeah, and it's also important because, right, Haru is a person that she knew before Emma, right? Yes. She knew Haru before Emma existed because Emma's only been out for like three months or whatever. So this is like a pre-existing relationship between these people that we know for sure is not manufactured in any way. At least wasn't. Yeah. And it doesn't, I like, I would say this conversation doesn't feel, like I said, and in, in, to your word, like manufactured. It doesn't feel forced in a way. Like she does seem right. like she's genuinely being nice here, which is not something we saw from Alice or Anga. Yeah. And this, this connection is also exactly what I am so impressed. I think I talked about this last week a little bit with the use case stuff of like, this is what I'm so impressed by strikers for doing um, is taking the emotional arcs and events of the first game and actually addressing them in this game, right? Like, the fact that Hyodo was immediately like, I'm sorry about your father, is, like, a thing we have not had time to check in with Haru about since the first game. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a very, it's a very cool connection to make. That Hyodo not only knows Haru, but knows Haru's dad is a very unexpected thing and very cool. Yeah, no, I think definitely the, if not the brightest spot for me, but definitely one of the highlights so far for this game has been the way that it actively is informed by the game that came before it. Because there's very much a world where this didn't have to do that. And it would have been a lesser game for sure. But like, I could very much see a world where this is just like, especially as a game that came out on platforms Persona 5 Royal didn't is like, Oh, this fun group going into the other universe and they just do wacky adventures. And that's the focus. And it's not yeah. so much about the character growth that you, you would hope for. Yeah. So Hyodo turns and yells at the bowing man again and then leaves. Uh, and also kind of something that's really two faced. Makoto says straight up, like that lady is really two faced, right? Because one of the things Kyoto did that I think is a classic sort of dick move is that when when she sees the gang, she says, I'm sorry you had to see one of our employees behaving this way, right? Like, she she frames it as, like, that guy being a jerk and not doing oh, yes. his job well. Yeah, when it's like they very much saw the scene. Yeah, like, me saying that she had that nice uh, interaction with Haru doesn't, it, you know, forgive the idea that she is a, a mean person. It very clearly shows it, us that in that scene. It's just an interesting, like... It's not painting her in a totally bad light 100% because of yeah, that Yeah, it's complex. Thing. But yeah, we do see her absolutely just be 
a terrible boss to this movie. Yeah. So, so Makoto says, wow, that lady is really two-faced. They kind of take a moment. Haru's a little flustered, but not like, she's fine, right? Yeah. She'll, she'll get over it. And really, she just wants to know, like, what changed her? Because she knew her when she was nice to everyone, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's not who she is right now. And she's kind of surprised and wants to find out what happened. Um... So you guys decide to go and investigate, and so you go around the town, and now you get a little bit more free reign of walking around the area, shopping a bit, uh, doing what you want to do, but as immediately as you start to investigate, Yusuke has an emergency, <gasps> and he texts you immediately that he has an emergency by the vending machines, and you run over to see what Yusuke's up to, or at least I did, uh, oh, and I, he is dis- yeah, I immediately he's, went. He's discovered a, a drink which is called Primordial Soup, and it's fish mixed with milk. And he is so offended by this that someone would sully pure Hokkaido milk with fish that he is appalled and needed to text you. Tom, I had several shops I was going to stop at, and I ignored them to go help out a friend. And the betrayal I felt. I knew it was... I I was suspicious from the start. But I was so willing to give him the time of day, which was, was it evening at this point? It's evening, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and then it was nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. But do you, yeah, man, how dare he? How dare he when I'm in the middle of buying things? <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's another very funny, just like, what is going on with Yusuke at this time? I guess like he had his emotional journey last time. So now he gets to be the comedic relief. That's, that's what happened. So next, yeah. uh, next jail, Haru is just going to get uh, slapstick comedy all the time. She's going to do yeah. wacky, uh, Marx brothers, I guess stuff. Three stooges, three stooges. Thank you. Um, just really, Either ridic- one. It, it works. Um, just insanity from there. No, it was just, a, it's a very cute, another funny, just like Yusuke being Yusuke moment, but, yeah, it's a good one. And uh, on it being nighttime, an interesting quirk of uh, Sapporo that is worth noting is that a couple of the stores are only available at night. Mm-hmm. And one of those is the sweets shop that sells like some pretty good items. Yeah, there's um, some good stuff around here. Yeah, it's like the sweets shop sells uh, an item that is like a full res and another one that's like a pretty cheap big heel um and then the there's also the pharmacy which now sells these items that are like heel for a hundred and they have like some sp items that are there and now also sophia's shop sells these items that are called medicine where you can buy four at a time and they heal 120 and so everything sapporo feels like a moment where like at Alice's boss fight, you didn't have any resurrection items. And then at Ongo's, you have some more, and you also have uh, Recarm as an ability. And now once you get to Sapporo, it's like, as long as you're buying these healing items pretty regularly, there's a lot more options for you now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because remember, also, the healing bond skill makes all of them more valuable, right? Like, they're all oh, healing yeah. more than 100. They're healing, like, 120 if it says 100 or whatever. Yeah, this felt like a section where I was like, okay, we're starting to really get into things that feel, like, meaningful, and also, like, to your point of talking about kind of the, the rough math you do in your head, 
I, uh, in, in past episodes, I definitely was like, okay, I don't need to buy everything. I'm in a much better place now. I don't need to feel like I, I focused first on recipes and, uh, ingredients and then looked at like SP items and then looked at, uh, bigger heal items was kind of like my hierarchy of things I bought. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that makes sense. Uh, and there were a couple recipes. You can get the recipe for miso ramen, which apparently is a Sapporo classic and a seafood bowl. Mm -hmm. Um, and also this is, you can buy these, like, I don't remember if this was in Sendai too, where you can buy like when you buy the recipe, you can also buy like a bag of ingredients to make the recipe immediately. I think that was new. Okay. Yeah. So that's a nice little convenient thing, right? Because it means you can just go immediately cook it for the bond points right away. Though I did realize, um, I forget if it was because I needed to make it or there was some reason I wanted to cook something, but I needed an ingredient and it wasn't sold here. Uh, and so I was like, well, I guess I just won't make that item for now. <laughs> and I was like, I should have. I thought I bought out the last place, but I guess I'm just like, I, I just need to wait. Maybe you used them. Yeah, it's possible at this point. There's also, uh, as you start like increasing the, the items that can be in Sophia's shop through the request things, like mm-hmm. there's also, um, you can get like rice and some basic cooking ingredients from her too. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's the other kind of non Kyoto related thing in this investigation is that you can go talk to Haru and Makoto. I think it's Haru and Makoto who mentioned a haunted house in the area. Right. Uh, and scares the butts off of Makoto. I did um, write it down, I think. Futaba and Makoto. Futaba and Makoto. Yeah. There you go. Which is very cute because you can totally miss that because you essentially, you go to the end of the main road and then there is yeah. one little intersection you can go across and it's just to a corner. Like there's not really anything else there. And it's just, again, a nice little cute character thing that you can miss if you're not exploring fully, but it does, I think again, reiterate, hey, you should really check out every corner to get these character moments if that's what you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the Kyoto things that you learn are basically two things, which are people are unnaturally obsessed with her in the same way that they were the other monarchs. And there's this like clean up the city campaign that she's trying to do, which is like literally cleaning the city, right? She wants to make it, she wants to clean the streets very literally. Um, so those are sort of the main things you learn is that something is definitely up with her. This investigation feels like after Zenkichi was like, told you the things about her approval ratings and you saw her in person. This investigation feels very um, unnecessary compared to the other ones. It's definitely a like, this is the structure of the game, so we should have you go do it. But nothing yeah. you learn here. Um, like I was more interested in, again, I guess I don't want to encroach on pop quiz territory. Uh, You probably won't. There was a conversation between like two NPCs where someone was talking about like a a nightclub closing or or somewhere closing and like a hostess was complaining about it. I was like, I'm more interested in whatever this subplot is than what I'm learning about (laughs) her because I I already know all this, but I want to know what's happening over here. Yeah. Uh, So you finish that up. You go back and the velvet room happens and Lavenza says, oh man, there's a big evil still brewing that is going to destroy the world in a calamity again. And you're like, can you tell me more? And she's like, nah. Oops, no. <laughs> and then she gives you more persona slots. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. It's really funny where she's just like, it's going to be the worst thing the world has ever faced. What is it? I don't know, but here are two more slots. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a very like jrpg sort of like i can't help you with the very obvious thing i could help you with but yeah. what if i and then also power up and then also because this is like not persona 5 it immediately lets you combine personas if you want yeah and and do persona stuff in the velvet room and i'm like no no thank you i'm, I'm good i'm good thank you yeah. though for giving me the choice hey i mean uh, you, you never know if you're gonna get a surprise battle they might do it's it true yeah. it's true but we don't we go back out we go to sleep we wake up we're at hyodo's speech the next day and her speech is basically uh, similar to the stuff you've already kind of heard from her um she gives a speech about rooting out the corruption in the government right which is uh, a little on the nose for Shido stuff and all that sort of things of like, let's root out the corruption that is in Sapporo's city council or whatever. And then she also talks about making the city itself as clean as a fresh snow or whatever, white snow. Um, and her continuing the snow theme, her Emma keyword is snow city. And you kind of have a comment about how the crowd feels unnaturally zombie-like and obsessed, right? Uh, and that's basically it. You're given the opportunity to do more shopping and you can jump into the jail, which, uh, as we immediately find out, is snow-themed. Hooray. <laughs> Who could have predicted? Ice level. Ice level. <laughs> At least it's not an underwater level. So we're, we're good. Yet. Oh, no. <laughs> the swimming <laughs> section of the game. Um, yeah. But you thought the, the 2D platforming was clunky. <laughs> Wait till you get to the swimming. Um, Actually, here's what I will say. The swimming section is one of the best in the game. I'll leave that as a little tease for later. All right. Okay. I... But that's all we got. It seems you've got more, Tom. But yeah, that's all I got, because that's what I played up to for this episode. So yeah. Uh, You know, it's funny. That actually is a good tease, because it's not giving much away. Anyway. Okay. Um, um, yeah. That's all we had for that section. We're going to jump into the actual palace and probably do... My bet is that we'll do some of the stuff after. I don't know if we'll get all the way to the new city button, okay. uh, but I we might. It, it depends. We'll see what we do, but we're at least going to finish the jail. Again, keep tabs on uh, youtube.com slash chronology or our Twitters. Yeah. Too. Actually, I think this time we might get to the new city button. I think it might okay. be... I think it might be fine. Okay, so plan to play to... We're going to the new city. I think I think that is the plan. Okay. But we might have to pivot, pivot, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, to finish things up, I do have a quiz. Good. The quiz this week is very silly. Ooh. I, um, I gotta say, just to peek behind the curtain, the you always hide it uh, in <laughs> the run of show for me. It's a very small amount of text. Yeah. You wanna you wanna highlight that so you can read it out loud what the quiz is. Ooh, can I? Yeah. It won't let me highlight the full... Is it just the one word? Uh, I think so. Okay, so it's just... Do you want me to read it? Yeah. It'd be really funny if I missed, like, a letter. Uh, it's just... Corn. Yeah. Corn! <laughs> the quiz this week is about the corn stand near your car. Oh. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I was so tickled by this vendor that I had to make a quiz about it okay. because it is one of the silliest things. So, the quiz this week. Let me pull up the my, actual my thing because, well, no, 
I didn't even, I barely wrote this one down. All right, cool. Uh, which of these corns is not a corn that you can buy from the corn vendor in the park near your RV? Which, as Makoto points out at one point, is a seasonal treat and important to, to highlight. These, there, the, there are four options. Which okay. of one of these is one of the corns that you cannot buy from the corn vendor? Mm-hmm. Boiled corn. Grilled corn. Grilled raw corn. Or, wow, grilled corn. <sighs> Once again, the options are boiled corn, grilled corn, grilled raw corn, or wow, grilled corn. <laughs> A lot of, <clears throat> a lot of ways this could go. Huh. Tom, you are so pleased with yourself. I'm, I'm laughing at your reaction to this because uh-huh. you're just like, you just don't even. It's like, you're, it's like I've finally broken you, and you're just like sick of my shit. Finally. Let, let me break down. Is it, is it the fact that it's boiled that stands out? Is it the fact that there's raw corn? Is it the wow? There's a lot of conspiracy theory places I can go with this question. I could rationalize almost every answer. Well, I'm glad. Uh, let us know in the comments at Dornology. Uh, or send us an email at Dornology at gmail.com. Let us know in the comments at youtube.com slash Dornology. Uh, or in the Spotify comments, if that's a thing. I can do that this week. Sure. Uh, definitely just email <laughs> with just corn, just the answer. No other context. Just email with. Sub- subject line corn. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait like five years from now. Someone's going to be listening to this and I'll just get an email that's like boiled corn. <laughs> All right. We're recording this in 2022. If you're listening to it in 2027 for the first time, you are contractually obligated to send Jonathan an email that just says corn is the subject line and boiled corn is the body. If email still exists, uh, <laughs> podcast still exists, and persona still exists, please do God, so. I hope this pays off in five years. Oh my God. Um, anyway... Thank you very much for joining. You can also tweet us at, um, at Tom R. Marks. He's at JM Dornbush. I think that's all we got. Uh, this was quite a, a milky, corny episode, and oh. I'm sorry. Why <laughs> did you say that? Oh, goodbye, everyone. I hope, I, hope, I hope we heard better words than those words together in that format before or after listening to this episode. I'm sorry. On behalf of Tom oh, and myself, I'm sorry. This one re- really off the rails at the end. Tom, it's it's ten thirty in the morning. Go to bed. Just go <laughs> go sleep. That's fair. Uh, we'll see you next week for the Sapporo Jail. Until then, stay frosty. Corn.